You're listening to the What Do You Actually Do podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview, a useful tip or encouraging message to help you find your place in the professional world. Hello and welcome to this episode of What Do You Actually Do? My name's Kate Morris and I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the publishing sector. Today, we're joined by Helen Barton, who works for Cambridge University Press as a commissioning editor. So, Helen... What do you actually do? <laughs> so, as a as a commissioning editor, um, my role is to sort of look after and manage um, the entire publication process of a book from start to finish. So, um, the it's everything from the initial stages of coming up with an idea for a book and helping the author to put together their proposal for that for that book, um, and advising them on the writing process, through to um, getting a contract for that author, negotiating the contract terms. And then from that point, when the author is writing the book, um, I'm involved in um, overseeing that, guiding them through the writing process, advising them as they write the book, um, right up until the point at which they deliver the finished manuscript for the book. And then from there on starts the production process, which is the the, the actual process of, of um, creating the, uh, the actual published book from the manuscript. So that's a whole stage of production, design, layout, content management, um, until the book is actually published. And then alongside that, we have a whole um, uh, process of marketing and selling the book to make sure it reaches its end user. So there are lots of negotiations with sales and marketing people at the same time as as, a, as the book goes through the production process. I'm also overseeing the whole marketing and sales process. And then um, the life of a book that I'm managing and overseeing continues beyond the publication of the book um, to uh, things like sales and distribution and deciding when to reprint it, when to bring it out in paperback, um, translations, all that kind of thing. So it's basically overseeing the entire um, process of publishing a book from, from start to finish. Are you literally doing all of those things or are you kind of liaising with colleagues in the marketing department, in the design department? You know, how does that work? Are you having to do it all or are you sort of doing a lot of teamwork? Um, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of teamwork involved. So I'm kind of, my role is kind of like a, a project manager. Yeah. So I would say that I'm sort of overseeing the whole process from, from start to finish. Um, but it's certainly a, a team effort. I have, mm. I'm working with different people at every stage. So I'm working directly with the author at first. Um, but then from the moment um, I'm actually bringing the book forward to be approved, when we actually say, yes, we're going to publish this book, um, I'm already in negotiations with sales and marketing because they have to give their input into whether that's a marketable, viable book project. Um, then through the writing stage and, and particularly at the end of the writing stage when uh, when, it's, when the book's going into production um, I'm dealing with a lot of, um, of colleagues in, in the production and, de- and design department and they're having their input in actually producing the book. Are you kind of how many books do you have on the go at any one time because that sounds like a huge amount of work must go into each book so is it kind of one takes over your focus for a while and you move on to another project or are you sort of balancing quite a few books at different stages? Actually balancing many books at different okay. stages. Um, if you if you count everything from books that I currently have sort of under the sort of discussion and initial review stage before um, we've actually got to the contract stage, then all the books that I've got which I would say is most of them, um, that are under contract and the author is just getting on with writing them and I'm in touch with them from time to time. And then all the books that are currently in production and all the books that I'm managing that are sort of at the end of the production stage and we're starting to you know, market and sell them. 
um, I actually have over 500 different ones wow. to my name, which sounds like a lot, yeah. but I'm by no means working on all of them at once. Yeah. So the most work is involved at the beginning of the process okay. because there are, there are new book ideas that I'm discussing with authors. And then at, at some point after the initial discussion stage, the author puts together a formal proposal for the book, um, which I then have to assess and evaluate in terms of whether it's something we're going to go on to publish. And I do that by seeking advice from, um, from other people working um, on the, the set who, or who are experts on the same topic as that book so they give me feedback as to whether that's a viable project okay. it's a whole review process and once um we have we are satisfied and confident that it's something that we do want to, to publish um that's the point at which we negotiate the contract so that's sort of an, the books at that initial stage mm. of discussion um are what i'm kind of doing the most work on at any okay. one time once a book is under contract and the author's writing it um I'm not as involved that, you know, maybe the author is in touch with me from time to time or I'm chasing them up to find out how they're getting on with it. But it's not really until the end of the process that, you know, that I'm my work really kicks in again. And when they've actually written the book and then at that point, I've got, um, you know, several, probably 20 or 30 at any one time that myself and my assistant editor are actually preparing for production. So we're much more hands on working with the author on those. The ones that are actually in production, so that when we've actually got the manuscript and we are developing um, it from the production side, putting it through the production process, mm. getting it ready for printing and binding, copy editing, typesetting. Although I'm not actually involved in that work, I'm overseeing it. Yeah. So then my work sort of kicks in quite a lot at that stage. Um, so um, and then and then books towards the end of that process when they're being um, published, I'm kind of working with marketing and sales team giving them information about those books so I'm by all means not working on all 500 books under my name at once but I'm having to do something with each of them you know Mm. at some point so you've got the power (laughs) yeah kind of yeah yeah although um, I don't have the final say because I work for a a university press actually Cambridge University itself has the final say every everything I want to publish I have to um, ultimately bring forward to the university itself for their approval to publish it before so I can off, offer a contract to an do author. Do you have to sort of build a case for it then? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, we have to um, we have to seek advice from, um, because it's academic publishing, yeah. we, have to, we have to seek advice from other sort of scholars working on the field, mm. in that field. They write reports for us on whether they think the book is, a, is, a, is of a high enough quality. I also have to consult on my marketing and sales colleagues to make sure that they think it's a marketable, viable project. Um, all of that information ultimately comes together and then I have to make a case to the um, our governing body at Cambridge University um, that we should be publishing this book, why we should be publishing it, who it's written for, um, you know, why the right time is is why the right time is now to publish a book on this particular topic. All of that has to go forward in a case I have to make for every single book I want to publish. And then the the, the governing body at the university say to me, yes, go ahead then we issue a contract to the author. Yeah. So what was your sort of starting point? How did you kind of break into the sector and decide that editing was really the role that you wanted to have within publishing? Um, so it was almost kind of a, a sort of a series of coincidental events. Um, I didn't go to university straight after finishing A-levels um, and I didn't even apply for university or anything like that, which I know is quite unusual. But I didn't really know what I wanted yeah. to do. Um, so I decided to just take some time out and get some work experience. Um, so um, I started working for a really small publishing company, actually. Um, 
and uh, and I I was just d- doing mail order for them, um, stuffing books in envelopes, driving books to the um, post office in a van. So it was it was a very kind of menial sort of first job. That got me interested in publishing. Then I went to actually work at Cambridge University Press, where mm. I still am now, um, as a kind of admin assistant. Um, but in that role, I happened to be supporting the commissioning editors, sort of doing all the admin work that supported their role. So I really sort of got to know what the commissioning editors were doing, and I really got to see what their role involved and the way they interacted with authors. And that's how I got interested in it, really. Mm. I thought, oh, this looks really interesting, and it looks really diverse, and it looks like there's a lot, you know, a lot in, involved in it. They seem to travel a lot. They mm. seem to be doing lots of interesting things. So I thought, yeah, this looks like something I'd like to do. And so then it, and it was that point I decided to go to university. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then um, I studied linguistics because that was a subject I was interested in, and that's one of the subject areas that if you if you want to go into publishing, yeah. it's kind of a an obvious fit. Um, but because I'd already worked for Cambridge University Press, I thought, well, it might be a smart thing to do to stay in touch with them. Mm. Um, and that's sort of any advice. That's the kind of biggest piece of advice I would offer to students today wanting to get yeah. into publishing. Just you know, keep knocking on doors, keep your name known. Because I kept going back to work for them in the in the holidays, doing um, you know filing or anything that, that they wanted me to do, um, and just as I graduated, uh, the one of the editors went on maternity leave, and I was actually called in and asked to cover her maternity leave. So that's how I got in, and then I did that on a temporary basis for yeah. about six months. The linguistics editor at the time then changed roles um, to go and work on some other different kinds of book products. And that left an opening for um, an editor with um, experience in linguistics, which I had because that was my degree. And that's that's how I got my job. So um, and that was about 15 years ago. And I went from being an assistant editor to a to a commissioning editor from from there. So it was it was kind of a case of being in the right place at the right time in in many ways. Um, There's no set way to get into publishing, really. It's just a you know, it it can happen through any series of, of events. But yeah, that's how I got in anyway. That was my way through. So it sounds like kind of getting work experience was pivotal in terms of yes. working out yeah. that was a career for you, building up your CV, but it allowed you to be in the right place at exactly. the right time. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's so important, as you say, to keep in touch with the yeah. people that you've met because yeah. actually they are probably interested yes. in your progress. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it shows that you're really keen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 you have to show that you're keen because publishing is quite a competitive yes. industry to get into. Yeah. Lots of people want to get into it. Um, and they um, and and so yeah, you have to keep people um, keep keep your name known and and, and keep mm. sort of people knowing that you're there and that, and that you're willing and you're keen and that and that you want to work because then ultimately people remember you so that when the opportunities come up you're 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 sort of on the top of their pile so to speak yeah. What's the sort of a good starting point for a, a recent graduate looking to break into the sector? Because I've met people who have gone in doing an administrative yeah. job, maybe being PA to a children's editor or something, children's books editor, because they want to be an editor in the future. Yeah. Is that so is it is that still the same going on those admin roles? Yeah, and definitely. I mean, be open minded, I would say, like never be sort of afraid to do anything that's seemingly too menial. Um, if you can get a job in a publishing company doing just about anything, whether it be yeah working as a PA, working as a secretary, doing sort of admin assistant job, there are so many kind of assistant level mm. jobs. You can assist an editor, you can be an assistant to a production person, to a marketing person at quite a low level, which is just, you know, doing admin support, photocopying, filing, looking after things in the office. Um, those kinds of jobs are 
the best jobs to get um, because they are they are quite readily available because they have quite a high turnover yeah. because it's always um, you know new graduates going into them and they're the best place to be to sort of learn as much as you can about publishing yeah. because um, you're 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 right there you're in the industry you're working with people that have a career in publishing you're able to watch what they do and ask questions you know if you get you can get as much out of it as you want to in that sense and then you're also there in the industry so when all the internal vacancies mm. come up you're in a place to apply for them and you've started to get the experience and knowledge that you that you need as well so what would you say are the kind of key skills personal qualities that somebody needs to have in order to make a good commissioning editor because your job sounds kind of pretty epic or stuff so what would you say that the top things that you need to have? um you need to really be a people person yeah. at first you know that and first and foremost i think that's probably the the the, the one of the biggest things because you are constantly talking to people mm. you are going out into universities talking to people about their research and their teaching and you want to be able to sort of really bring out of people you know what they're passionate about what ultimately what they want to write about so you have to um to be you know really interactive with that with that person and 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 be able to also explain and and, and communicate to them very clearly sort of like what you can offer them what mm. the publishing process is um and then once you've got an idea for a book and you're working on it, you have to then work with a number of different people. Yeah. You have to present your ideas quite clearly to sort of marketing and sales teams. Um, you have to pitch your book to uh, to its audience. You're constantly talking and in negotiations with various different colleagues in the in in, in your industry. Um, you know, assistants and production people, marketing and sales. As I've said, it's a so you're constantly talking all yeah. the time. It's all about communication, communicating an idea. Um, and, uh, and and developing a project through you know multiple negotiations with different people. So you really have to have good people skills. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is you have to be really really super organised. Okay. So you're working on so many different projects mm. all at once, and so you have to um, be able to juggle all of those projects, prioritise which ones are important. Uh, you have to sort of manage your time very mm-hmm. well. Um, not be too hard on yourself because obviously there's only so many hours in yeah. a day so you can only sort of work on a number of different projects in a day and you know you have to work to deadlines quite often but so you have to negotiate what's urgent and in that in that sense you also have to sort of be a mixture of being a details person and a bigger picture person mm. because one day you'll be working on the intricate details of a book what the design's got to look like you know how make, making sure that there's no mistakes in it that kind of thing but you've also got to be able to zoom out and look at the uh, the whole wood as well as just the trees. So you have to look at um, the market, what kinds of books are needed, what the readership wants, um, what trends there are in the market, and also what trends there are in the industry as well. Like, you know, what's going on in publishing, you know, what you need to be aware of. So it's constantly the bigger picture and the details and zooming between the two of them all the time. I guess that's also having that creative insight and kind of um passion and interest in books yeah um, yeah exactly but also having that commercial side to your thinking to know what is going to be viable um someone might have a fantastic idea but it's just not a popular one that's exactly (laughs) think about that yeah exactly you have to you always have to bear in mind that you are you know although you you are working on a creative project that's really interesting and it's something that your author is passionate about passionate about and you're probably passionate about too yeah the ultimate thing that you you have to consider above all of that is is this going to sell is this going to make any mm. money because that's that's 
the reason you're doing it. You know, it's, it, it's a commercial business. You, you have to make money. You have to make sure it's going to be profitable and cost effective. Mm. So um, one of the things that I think the main um, sector that, that most people come into publishing mm. from, you know, in academic terms, is sort of the humanities. So they're yeah. very interested in the creative arts and that. And that's very important for publishing, of course. But actually, you have to have quite good numeracy skills mm. as well and that was an area that I struggled with at first because I was never a sort of maths kind of person um, and but you do have to think about your profit margins how much yeah. am I spending on this book how much money is it going to make for us how much revenue is it going to bring in um, will I be um, making this book less profitable if I allow my author to write too much so I've got to rein them in manage their expectations no you can't write 150,000 words when your contract said write 100,000 because that's going to cost too much to produce, then the book isn't going to be profitable, or we're going to have to price it too highly that so your readers won't be able to afford it. Mm. So yeah, you have to you do have to work in a very commercial sense yeah. of, you know, of yeah, of money and making profit in the end as well. Is there anything that people should bear in mind for the sector um, that might be an issue if they, you know, in a few yeah. years' time when they were trying to break in? Um yeah, I mean, well, the biggest and most obvious one is the move towards digital. Yeah. So um we we don't, you know. We've always traditionally thought of a book as being a printed product that you mm. read and thumb through the pages from start to finish on paper. And that's still still the case. And, and you know, print books are still very much alive and well. Um, but nowadays, so much content is accessed um, through digital medium, through yeah. um, Kindle, through downloading ebooks, through accessing ebooks online. Um, and there is a whole sort of bunch of other kind of implications involved in that. For example, you know, it's it's much more difficult to make money out of yeah. ebooks because people pay less for them. There are a lot more sort of sort of technical jobs coming up in the industry where you know because of um, the the trend towards uh, publishing things in the right format that they're going to be compatible with a range mm. of different ah, different right, e products. Yeah. There because everything is is now available online. There's an ex- expectation um, amongst our readerships that much of what's published will be available for free right? Um, or, or very, very cheap. So yeah. we've gone from sort of charging per book to charging a bit like Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, when, when um, our readers are, p- are paying subscriptions okay. to access um, a whole collection of books online. But then, of course, the, the unit um, price that we're, that we're making back per book becomes a lot less. We've been looking at other models whereby authors pay us to publish the book um, and then the reader accesses it for free. So we're getting the money up front oh, for the okay. for the book, and then um, the uh, we we've made our money that way. But then the reader isn't paying for it, and this is something that's affecting academic publishing yeah. in, in particular with the whole sort of open open research, open access movement. Um, so we then have to think of ways of making that work because that has implications for marketing and sales. You know, how are we going to market and sell a book um, when we've already got the money for it in effectively through the author paying to publish with us you know there's so there's all those kinds of questions so so the whole digital revolution has completely turned everything on its head any sort of final bits of advice for students who are wanting to sort of break into the sector build up experience i know you said when we spoke about sort of new graduates looking for those administrative positions things with assistant in the title yeah yeah in terms of the sort of work experience and other ways to sort of break in what should students be doing um i would say just knock on as many doors as possible okay um, because it's a difficult industry to break into and you have to be quite determined um i think probably one maybe useful piece of advice i as i started out working in a very small publishing company that mm. only had 12 people working for them that was when i was working in the warehouse 
everybody thinks of the big publishing houses. Yeah. Everybody thinks of Cambridge University Press or, or Random House or, or, or HarperCollins and mm. so on. But the thing is, they're inundated with requests for work experience because they're the ones everybody thinks of. Um, whereas there are so many small publishing companies um, um, around the country um, that may be just publishing a small periodical newsletter or something and they might only have five or six people working for them. You're more likely to get work experience at those places because yeah. they haven't got a ton of people trying to get work experience. Um, and they will also have more for you to do because they're, a, they're smaller publishing companies so um, it's that the work is divided between fewer people than if you, you, you go and work at somewhere like Cambridge University Press. There's 600 people working in the office so you would only be a tiny fish in a big pond and yeah. only get to see a small part of it whereas a small publishing company, you'll get to see the whole thing in one, in one go. So I would always advise looking up on, on Google for small mm. publishers in your area and trying to get work experience with them first. Once you've got that behind you, it's kind of, it's showing the um, prospective um, employers that you have got um, uh, some kind of willingness to work in the industry. You've built up a bit of knowledge. That would stand you in good stead for maybe getting an introductory level role in a bigger publishing company. So you can sort of build it up through small yeah. steps. Okay. And so it's kind of don't wait to look for a scheme being advertised. Yeah. Physically knock on those doors or do some speculative exactly. applications, emails, uh, yeah, LinkedIn. Absolutely. And, kind of and that's not to say, you know, don't apply for the schemes no, when they're there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are lots of, of, of graduate schemes that publishers offer. In fact, yeah. Cambridge does offer one, every, every, you know, not every year, but we, we, but we do sometimes. But the problem with those schemes is that lots of people apply yes. for them and they're very, yeah. very competitive. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so by all means go for them because they're a great way to train in the industry but um, it's definitely not the only way yeah. in great from today's episode so okay. for any students who want to know more they can find okay. out yes, yeah. but thank you so much for joining us today Helen. thank you for having me and uh, I hope it's useful to your students Thanks for joining us this week on What Do You Actually Do? This episode was hosted by myself, Kate Morris, edited by Raquel Bartra and produced by both of us. If you love this podcast, spread the word and subscribe. Are you eager to get more tips? Follow University of York Careers and Placements on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. All useful links are in this episode description. This has been produced at the University of York Careers and Placements. For more information, visit york.ac.uk forward slash careers.